Hello, and welcome to the Lost Horror Podcast. This is your usually weekly podcast um, for all sorts of uh, conversation about entertainment uh, in its various forms, but we usually discuss movies here. Uh, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Eric Sayor. I wish I could say Beetlejuice three times and Michael Keaton would appear in my house and just wreak havoc. That would be fun. I, I agree. <laughs> a really good very... power to have. <laughs> yes. I think we all have that wish sometimes. Mm. Uh, yeah, you could show up in the, the Falcon suit or whatever. or Yeah, <laughs> the, the Vulture suit. And uh, yeah, and uh, I am, of course, uh, your other co-host, Arlen Haro. Um and yeah, we are discussing some some Tim Burton films. If that, if Eric's opening bit uh, did not reveal that already, um, very good yeah. Tim Burton films, actually. Yeah, as I was uh, saying to Eric before we started, they kind of remind you that he has a uh, talent, and uh, <laughs> he actually is good at his job sometimes. So uh, yeah, when he cares about more than just aesthetics mm-hmm. it feels like he can do great things and i don't know that's been kind of lost recently um i hadn't watched any of his older movies anything before i don't maybe charlie and the chocolate factory <laughs> so i had no reference oh no i had watched night nightmare before christmas that's nice. that's a yeah. good one but all the movies we're going to talk about today, it was my first time watching them, and it was like a revelation. Finally understanding why he has, like, people care that much about Tim Burton. People of mm. a certain age, people like, maybe like five years older than us, that right. were teens when all those movies came out, really. Because, yeah, those movies definitely have, like, good goth teen aesthetics. Mm-hmm. They kind of invented like modern goth teen looks, and yeah, like there is no hot topic, um, <laughs> or or um, the modern version of Spencer's gifts uh, without uh, without Tim Burton, certainly, um, or his uh, current wife Helena Bonham Carter. Um, or, oh, I did not realize they broke up four years ago. That's <laughs> that tells you where my <laughs> mind is. Um, yeah um anyways uh so i guess we should get into the films because uh, i i assume most people know who tim burton is this is not one of our french directors that most people <laughs> don't know um so yeah uh we are yeah. beginning with beetlejuice uh maybe the one thing i'll say is we're doing it in honor of his dumbo movie which i hear is okay which is yeah. which sounds good yeah, I, have I, I mean, go, go ahead. Sorry, I'm gonna no. watch it when it comes to on demand. I'm not gonna go to theaters to watch Dumbo. I'm, I, yeah. I like original Dumbo, but that's mm-hmm. that's my only attachment for that. Right. When I'm forced at gunpoint to get the Disney streaming service, um, by gunpoint I mean uh, The Mandalorian, um, <laughs> I will watch Dumbo as I fall asleep one night for sure. <laughs> um uh but yeah um yeah in, in honor of in honor of dumbo um and also we were going to talk about tim burton eventually so it just happened to work out um yeah and yeah. like you said we're starting we're starting with uh, 1988 beetlejuice a movie that i had wanted to see for a long time and never had an excuse and i'm so happy i watched it now it's it's really really good it's like mm-hmm. It's... Yeah, it's yeah, um, it's interesting. I so this is one of those ones that I actually grew up with, like yeah. watching on repeat. And I, it's one of those ones where you're like, is this gonna be good? <laughs> am I, <laughs> am I gonna find that I hate this? Um, but no, it's it's it really works. And some of the jokes really flew over my head when I was a kid, like uh, the Otho joke when he when he changes Otho's outfit um with magic to like a light blue suit um that was i don't know why that hit um but yeah it's a it's a weird sort of mix of horror and comedy 
and family drama, kind of. Um, yeah, I feel like that's the best way yeah. to describe this. It's like it's like Poltergeist crossed with uh, Evil Dead Two. Mm-hmm. From the Poltergeist's perspective. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's really. I I I kept waiting for Beetlejuice to appear, but also they were doing so much without him in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like it wasn't like watching Godzilla and not seeing Godzilla. You know. Right. It was really just watching a good movie and then michael keaton's come comes in and he's just makes it a better movie (laughs) yes definitely and it builds to him and there's enough like hinting of him like he's yeah yeah, he's like the boogeyman um and when he finally shows up and he's just he just goes for it um it's really it's really good and his his performance is insane um he's he's going at such a high velocity um and i think that's why this movie holds up so well is that this is almost it's a very modern performance this is the kind of thing yeah. you, you can see him do now he's still capable of delivering this uh it seems uh, yeah, yeah no, no i feel like he i can totally see him like i, I feel like there's so much makeup on him that if people told me that was like yesterday's <laughs> Michael Keaton mm-hmm. doing that still, it would still it would work. It might work better actually in some <laughs> in some very specific cases. Um, and there, again, there's so many things that go over your head, like the fact that he's a plague victim. Um, <laughs> like I, f- I feel like an aged face kind of helps sell that a little bit. Um, yeah, it's just and, and his old design is uh, I, I feel like it's iconic. It's influenced so many things such as a robin thick performance um uh, i'll just wait for the audience to laugh and then it will come to me eventually through the internet um yeah yeah um but it's uh and also like good slapstick like good not mm -hmm. not only slapstick but just like dumb jokes that are good (laughs) like it's like when it starts just going completely off their rail. It's very early when they get killed by a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's like, I don't know, I hate, I hate, like, I don't hate, but I'm not very much a fan of, like, stupid comedies, like Will Ferrell kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is, like, just dumb and cheesy enough that it worked for me because like everything around it also fits that strange world mm. and a lot of his a lot of burton's humor is satirical um and i didn't realize at the beginning it's almost making fun of like small town life like small town person existence like with the old man who's like just talking to himself yeah. um as alec baldwin goes to his shop <laughs> Um, and he just continues the conversation on. Um, I didn't realize that it's about city life versus out, you know, small city life or small yeah. town life, um, and sort of how those two cultures collide with one another. Um, that again, way over my head as a as a child, but um, it works. I think now as yeah. an adult, being able to recognize what they're sort of lampooning uh, or lambasting. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, very that, well done. Yeah, and at the same time, it's just it just builds like rules that mm-hmm. are <laughs> physically in the world, but also like create like a something of a surrealist uh, afterlife nightmare <laughs> that yeah. is actually just really cool in a world building way. Like when he opens the door and there's just like giant worms and sand and it looks like a dolly painting and comes back in and it's been like a full day or they they get lost for like months it's i i love those small like details that just make it feel even more uh, make the world feel even more alive like the the you can see a bit of like the same aesthetic he still uses uh 
in and stuff like uh, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and all and um, what's the other one? Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. You can see like some inspiration of that. That that this the same like a uh, basic aesthetic, but it's like more subtle. It's not the whole point. It's just like oh yeah, that world is kind of weird, but the characters come first. Right. Yeah, definitely. There's a there's a focus on uh, emotions and um, characters like living with actual human emotions. And you never feel like they're making fun of those emotions. Yeah. You might be making fun of the characters like Catherine O'Hara, um, <laughs> who just gets, she gets the, the bad end of the stick. Um, but even when she's outraged at something or she's just, you know, you know, she's speechless because of something, you still believe her emotions. And the same thing goes with uh, Lydia. Um, when she's being a sad teenager, it's making fun of the fact that she's a sad teenager, but it never makes fun of her for being sad, um, which I think is something that is very smart. And I think that's why people are receptive to some of these characters. Um, yeah. Because it doesn't make fun of the audience for feeling those ways or sympathizing yeah. with those. Because when you're introduced to like Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis, they have like a very natural loving relationship and you mm-hmm. immediately like get them and get like how they're in love and they've been together for a long time. They're a married couple that know each other super well, but still like care deeply for each other. It's it's like they manage to do that immediately and make it feel just natural because they have right. a lot of chemistry. It's both like the framing that Tim Burton uses, but also like them having so much chemistry together. Right. And there's this there's this aspect of they've tried to have children before, um, and it's there at the beginning of the movie, uh, and it's sort of fulfilled with the Lydia character. Yeah. Um, but it it like it it gives you so much context for what their relationship is, and they don't ever really need to address it again it's just it's there and if you if you get it if you remember it um it makes how their sort of weird ghost family (laughs) that they develop (laughs) um it makes it very fulfilling um but if you don't notice it also it's it's just a fun romp where everything sort of ends in a very happy way um so it works on in both ways both ways that you can watch it the the best use of Harry Belafonte in a movie, twice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Top three best uses of Harry Belafonte in a movie: Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, and some other movie. Right, so, some other movie, some other film out there. Yeah, who knows? Um, I love how uh, the writer's character introduces herself. She's like, "I'm myself, strange and unusual." I just really like that line, and yes. she. She's really, she's just like, she has that weird, like, teen don't care charisma, but also uh, <laughs> Tim Burton gives her, like, the most outrageous out- outfits possible. It's so That's, good. <laughs> definitely. Um, it's so, and, and again, it, it kind of feels like he might have worn the, <laughs> the, uh, the Tim Burton version of those outfits at one point. Yeah. Like, he seems like that kind of guy. So, again, like, he understands why she's dressing like this. He's not making fun of the fact that she's dressing like that necessarily. Um, he understands why, but he's going to make yeah. fun of how ridiculous the outfits are. Um, <laughs> uh, again, like there's a there's a real empathy for his characters, um, even character again, even characters that he's making fun of. Um, I don't know if that's there in some of his later movies. I think in some of his later movies, he really doesn't like some of his characters. Um, we aren't going to be doing a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory episode, but you could argue that he doesn't he doesn't think that any of those people are good um, or that he, he has no real empathy or sympathy for yeah. any of them. Um, I, and maybe that's what's missing in some of his later movies. Um, it feels like maybe he... Like he he's kind of forced to go bigger because that's the way you go. And uh, it's kind of detrimental to like what he wants to do. I don't know. I, I want now I want him to do like a smaller thing again, that Mm. feels like more character driven than aesthetic driven. Right. Uh, 
Yeah. I love yeah. the the when you were introducing Beetlejuice with the like cowboy cowboy commercial. <laughs> I feel yes. it's 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 like it's I feel like it's jokes that would work when you're growing up. Like you tell me you've watched it a bunch of times. I feel like that's something you'd enjoy then. And me watching mm -hmm. it for the first time, it's still just like a good scene. I I like that. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff there that really works. And then there's there's stuff that was funny as a kid that's just really dark now. Um yeah. and then there's there's stuff that was dark then, like the fly thing. Um that 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 kind of screwed with me as a kid. Yeah. Um because I was still able to empathize with a fly. Um but and that's still very dark just because of the way that they do it, um, and the way that he like burps. Um, but there are other there are the bits I cannot think of that uh, I remember being dark then, but are funny now. Um, so yeah. oh, I really like the the football team, the dead football team that are like that are treating the their caseworker as a coach. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't think we survived, coach. Yeah, really. Um, and yeah, and the uh, people who commit suicide uh, become civil servants. Yeah, um, that's. That's so good, um, and it and it fits with the movie that you've seen so far, and you realize, okay, that's that is the rule of this universe, um, which is yeah, just yeah, and and the just the whole waiting room thing mm -hmm. where you just see the weird creatures, the guy with a small head, it's just like yes, great yes. designs. The like half the 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 woman that's like half her body is her body is split in two parts it's mm. just like good looking characters yes they're all they're all very well designed um and again there's there's like a uniformity to their designs also that's really um that's really enjoyable as well uh and and this is also just a very tight script in terms of like setup and payoff. They set up that there's sort of this, you know, room of lost souls, people who have been exercised, and then you see them exercised later on and they begin to look like the people in the lost souls room. Um just really basic stuff, but it it really works in the movie. So yeah. Yeah, I love also how like completely like jaded that the city family is and like oh yeah there's <laughs> ghosts we don't even care we're gonna try to make money out of them <laughs> yes exactly um again it's it's a real satire of city folk and yeah. uh what it <laughs> what it means to grow up in a big city um and you're, you're yeah. totally not expecting it which i mean is really like Please, with like what your expectation is of like how they'll react to stuff, and I I don't know I just really think it it's just a a success it's just a fun movie I feel like I'm gonna watch it a few more times it's a mm -hmm. good feel good fun movie yeah definitely I'm I'm very glad that we got to rewatch yeah uh, this film uh so yeah. Uh, I don't know uh, if there's really much else to say yeah. other than Otho. Otho is <laughs> he's he's one of my favorite characters. He is a character who I don't think I got him as a kid, but I think I've actually met a couple Othos in, in my time. Uh, so he works a thousand. Yeah, percent he's more he's now. really great, and that performance yeah. is just like so likable but dislikable at the same time like you hate him but you yes. like watching him being that, that like, weird smarmy mm. dude yeah that weird pretentious guy who's like yeah, yeah. he's had so many careers he was a ghost hunter at one point um but he failed out of that <laughs> which you learn later on um yeah yeah he's a, he's great um yeah so i guess if anybody listening to this hasn't watched this movie um and you didn't pause and then go watch it go watch it now um it's a it's a very very good film all right uh, do we want to move on to ed wood uh yeah yeah let's yeah. move on uh i want i'm going to introduce ed wood if you because it's one of i feel like it's a, one of his lesser known works uh mm -hmm. just because of the subject matter it's like a a biopic and it's not something you expect out of tim burton 
from the movies he did before and the movies he did after. And I think it's it's my favorite of his movies. It's really, really good, especially with the added context of us having done uh, uh, <laughs> a Plan 9 from Outer Space yes. uh, a few yeah. months ago. I feel like we did we did those in the right order, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was very I was very glad because I was like, hey, I actually watched this, and uh, they they recreate some scenes like exactly as they yeah. as they happen in the movie, um, the, which is a, the whole really nice. Le Guisi picking flowers. <laughs> it's something that I uh, I didn't like. I didn't get watching <laughs> Plan Nine, but you now you get it, and it's like. It has way more weight. Yeah, and I think I brought Everything that up. Co- yeah. yeah, I think I brought that up during our blowout episode when we yeah. when we discussed blowout. Um, and, and there's kind of a similar emotional thing going on there with with the audio um, and uh, him using Bela Lugosi footage. Um, yeah, and it it really works this time. This time watching it. Um, uh, yeah. So, like, I didn't know a lot of stuff about Edward. I know he was trans. I didn't know he actually made a trans movie. Mm-hmm. I always ago forget before. that stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't I, even I, know. It's I was I was extremely surprised and how and how he does it in the film with a lot of care and how. Yeah. Johnny Depp is actually a good actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff in here that feels very thoughtful. Yeah. Um, and it's and again, they never make fun of who the person is. Um, there's always a sense of like, there's always a sense that everything these people are going through. Tim Burton, he either gets it or he he feels for them, um, but he's not afraid to point out if somebody just as a person is kind of a ridiculous individual. Yeah, uh, the way the way that Bill Murray plays Bunny, um, which is a great name, <laughs> uh, yeah. is fantastic. Um, but you never feel there's never a sense of like uh, hate towards the Bunny character um, at all. Um, you're never like the movie never sneers at the bunny character. No, um, it always seems like there's a care for that person. Um, even Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker, uh, there's never like hate towards that character. Um, I mean, you can judge her as an audience member, but yeah, the movie course. isn't judging her, um, which is really smart. I thought. Yeah, she she isn't even that. She she doesn't feel like this like uh the character made to be disliked she's just there in periphery of edward's life and an important part of it and it's like important to his growth as a creator and as everything it's uh, this movie feels so much there's so much love for edward and for what he did and for his for his passion in continuing to try and to make a great film what he believed is a great film and I I feel like it's weird to watch it now and try to do parallels with Tim Burton's work where I feel it feels like every of those movies we're watching and some other of his stuff like that before Christmas and Edward Scissorhands feel like so close to an aesthetic and trying to make it even make something always better, you know, mm-hmm. and try to make but succeed. I don't know where I'm going. It's just <laughs> actually the the best comparison maybe is Edward's life with Edward the movie, a movie that was a failure at the box office that was critically loved. Uh, mm-hmm. but never managed to grab an audience and Tim Burton never made something like that again. 
Yeah. And something yeah. that that is made it feels like it's made completely out of love for him, for love not only for like Edward, but love also for just the art of filmmaking and and how one can get so invested in it and trying to do his best and fail multiple times but still want to do art great art yeah yeah um there's there's something about that person um and his sort of his purity and he there's a point where he comes uh where he gets this funding from these uh religious or the from the baptist church of los angeles um and he is just as evangelical about something as those Baptists are, um, which I'm sure for some people that's a double negative. Um, <laughs> but he's just as into making a film as those people are about their faith. Um, and that works on screen because of Johnny Depp's performance. Um, he captures this energy that is infectious, and it makes you want to root for the Ed Wood character. Um regardless of the quality of what he's actually doing. Um, you know, the the way that he gives a pep talk uh, to his actors when they're at the very beginning, when they're just doing a play, um, you, do you believe him? Yeah. Um, like, yeah. You believe he, he believes in himself. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. We haven't even talked about probably the best thing in this movie and it's Martin Lando. Yeah. He, he captures Bella Lugosi. Yeah. Like it's like he summoned him <laughs> and he possessed his body. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I've seen a few, just, just a few, uh, Bella Lugosi movies, but you, you feel like you're just watching him. You feel like you you you're watching what that man would have become after all those movies. Mm. It's it's so uncanny. It's like per, it's perfect. It's yeah. it's it, it's the heart of the movie. I feel even more than uh, than Edward himself. It's like the movie pays as much uh, an homage to Edward that it does to. Um, to Bela Lugosi himself, like that last speech that Edward wrote for Bela Lugosi, and that's like delivered incredibly well and feels just beautiful. I, 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 I'm almost like tearing up again just thinking about it. It's such a strong yeah. moment, such a strong portrayal of the bond between the two. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in this um, that is where it, it, they feel like they've sort of developed a true sort of father son relationship, um, which is sort of how they're set up in the movie, um, and you really feel it. Um, you know, I, the way that when he says, "You, know, I know it's I know it's so much to learn so quickly," and he says, "For you, I will learn it, Edward," or something something along those lines. Yeah. And just the way he delivers it, it feels so natural. And you believe that he cares about him that much that he'll just, he's just going to learn it if he, whatever he has to do. So, yeah. It's like this one, I won't have to work to remember. I think he says something like that. It's, that's yeah. such a good line. It's perfect. I, I, again, the movie where like it, you can feel the director's love and care for what he's portraying and, how he sees himself in and how he feels inspired when thinking about those people that came before him and how they were strange and out of place and out of time and incredible artists that never quite managed to to succeed in the way they wish they had um yeah, and uh, and he, like you said, he is the heart of the movie because a lot of a lot of the plot has to do with Bella more than it actually has to do with Edward, um, and it it's his addiction and it's all these things and it's his 
<laughs> his uh his hatred of uh boris Karloff. yes that <laughs> that scene is so good because you feel the anger and it, it comes it feels like it comes out of nowhere because you're not expecting it personally not knowing yes. like the history between the two <laughs> that like knowing that boris Karloff did kind of replace Bela Lugosi as the big uh, universal monster movie star Mm. <laughs> but yeah that that gives the characters so much like a uh, personality and makes you kind of understand him more and understand like how he got there mm. yeah and and i love at the very end and his merchandise outsells Bar- boris karloff to this day <laughs> um <laughs> which very is important yes yes we all needed to learn this um yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, to the point of you know the relationship between Ed and and uh, uh, Bella, um, I love that to him using the footage isn't it isn't this scummy thing to do. It's for him. It's about paying respect to his friend, um, yeah. and I just I love the way that that's played, um, and the fact that he he repeats every word in that speech and he begins to cry. Um, it's it's a very effective scene um and johnny depp is he's just fantastic in this if it needs to be said again it, it needs to be said a hundred times he's fantastic um in yeah just in his just in his mannerisms and yeah. the way that he moves um he's a great physical actor um because a lot of his yeah, performance he... in this movie is his movements um not so much his lines yeah, and it's, it's all the mannerism that is that makes fee Edward feel like a human being, and he never breaks, and it never. Mm-hmm. It's always it always feels like you're watching the same man, and that's like uh, the same weird man that has like characteristics that now I can, I feel like I have a an idea of like what how that man was. Uh, I but the, the portrayal is so that I could like it feels like if I was meeting like Ed Wood, that the movie's version of Ed Wood, it would feel like a full human being with like the small ticks and how he cares way too much and then completely change. Com- he's so motivated, but also like yeah. he he's so out of place with himself. And that's like showed in his in his uh, transness, and when he's finally accepted for it, and he 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 surrounds himself with people that accept him as that weird human being that is not uh, is not born at the right time, is born at a time where he doesn't even know what he is, other than wearing women's clothes we make him feel better and it's it's great seeing something a movie like that done with so much care for that man that human i I don't want to say man because who knows but still yeah yeah it's a a really great great film Uh, it's very well done um yeah, it, it's uh, it's interesting. Oh, and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio also shows up as Orson Welles, which is also fantastic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he and gets a uh, pinky, or is it the brain? He gets the brain to do his voice, uh, which is also fantastic. So, yeah. Also, a uh, small like I, I I like how I like all the characters surrounding them. I like mm-hmm. again we talked about Bill Murray, but also the the wrestler. Hmm. Yeah, um, I think yeah. George the Animal Steel is his name playing Tor Johnson, and he's so perfect. <laughs> he looks identical uh, to Tor, at least from my memory from watching Clan Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's Lisa Maria's vampire. Also, she's great. <laughs> she she doesn't want to be known to be in those movies, but she still does because it's her friends. Uh, I love how he just 
makes friends with weird fringe people and brings them together and make them feel like a family. It's it's yeah. he, he meets a chiropractor and he's yeah. like <laughs> he looks at his face and he, he becomes part of his uh, his friend group. Um yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I love that. And it is kind of a reflection of Tim Burton and something we'll find in Big Fish as well as we found in um Beetlejuice is that all three of these movies are kind of about someone odd finding like a family and or sort of building a better family from what already exists and sort of and in the case of one of them sort of confronting what that means um but yeah like there's this sense of community and finding your own community that's especially strong in this film and in beetlejuice um and i think that's that's really interesting, and rewatching these movies as an adult, uh, the uh, the importance of that sort of stands out yeah. more. Yeah, it um, feels like it's also about Tim Burton make, becoming the guy that always works with the same actors and the same film crews, or similar mm-hmm. film crews, and like building his uh, his uh, movie family. Definitely. It, it feels like a bit of uh, life meets art type of thing. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, certainly. Uh, yeah. I, I think, yeah, Edward, Edward is a movie that's, I feel like it's a must watch. It's probably one, it's, it's just a great movie. One of the best things I've watched recently. It's incredible. I, I strongly suggest watching Plan 9 first. Or watching it after, I don't. It's probably good after as well. But just watching both and and the the I remember when we talked about Plan Nine. It was weird because that movie has a reputation of being horrible, but like a lot of mm-hmm. the stuff that made it horrible is because of like how it was framed when shown on TV and when what we got to see. Like there were mics and out of frames chairs and stuff that just showed up and made people laugh a lot but we were when the version i watched didn't have those things it was a blu-ray so it it feels like a movie that had some potential and without i feel like it would be it would maybe be like a a cult classic in a in a different way than it is if it didn't have that repetition but i'm glad it did because it made us know ed wood and it, it made him known like people will always know ed wood in cinema history and i'm glad that is and i'm glad we have that movie to pair with his actual work because it's we have a celebration of him that's also a great movie yeah yeah and uh, just on one last note it does feel like if a slightly more professional director made that movie with all the same aspects it might have been like a bigger movie it might have been a better known movie and not as not as a uh i don't want to say dislike because it has a cult following yeah. now um but yeah yeah certainly I'm... a different public image now different i'm very curious to watch uh glenn or glenda the edward film his first film uh because yeah. i hear it's um it's very interesting as an art piece and a piece of kind of that man's like more of himself than he put in his other work because it's a movie basically about him so i again i'm very curious to watch it yeah, that was something that I was, I was certainly more interested in after watching this because I, I feel like I always forget about it. Um, but it, it just, it just seems like something that would be an interesting piece to go yeah. back and. It's a, it's a movie, yeah. It's a movie. A lot of trans people I follow on social media, uh, praise a lot. So I'm again very curious to watch it from that point of view. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if I have much else to say. I think we can yeah. move yeah. to our last film for today. Um, An- another really good film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one, I actually watched this one first because reasons. Um, yeah. but 
it's a it's a movie that I remember watching. And we said it was uh, the next one is Big Fish. <laughs> yes, yes, it's Big Fish. Yeah. Um, I remember watching this when you're younger and thinking, uh, most of this I'm actually not ready for. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of this, the giants and the uh, and the twins, that stuff I'm I'm here for. I'm uh, this is right, but the rest is like, this is uh this is far too much. This is way over my head. Um, but and yeah. as an adult, it. All of that really, really worked. Um, you know, the, the relationship between Jessica Lange and uh, Albert Finney. Wow, that 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 worked this time definitely. As, as yeah, as a grown person. Um, yeah, because yeah. it's and, uh, it's a movie about not knowing your parents and having a distance mm-hmm. and trying to just trying to understand him, but like how the facts are less important than the person right it's it's sort of it's an exploration of the lore of your life i guess yeah. um and because this is a person who grew up where that lore was very just uh pronounced and a big part of everything that goes on in his life and just and uh not a and very flowery uh, not you know, yeah. it's a big, it's a tall tale. That's something that they bring up a lot. Is that it's there's a lot of uh, what am I thinking? What's the word I'm thinking of? Um, it's not told like a documentary. Uh, Albert Finney says, you know, I could tell you, well, this happened and then this happened, but that's not an interesting story. Yeah. Um, and because of that, it's the parsing parsing what actually happened is even more uh, difficult for the main character. And that leads to some very interesting uh, drama, but there's also a lot of interesting visuals and some things that feel very in place with what Tim Burton has done in the past, but there's, there's a maturity to the sort of fantastical elements Um that feels different from his other movies. And it doesn't feel like it's what is a Tim Burton movie look like? It doesn't feel as, as beholden to that, Um, which is interesting. It feels, it it feels when it's fantastical closer to something like uh, the princess bride. And then Mm. we would like just being like a bit, not, just being fan- it feels like you're watching a, a um the aesthetics are more of a fairy tale than that of a, like mm. a, anything Tim Burton usually does and then when it's when it's not it just looks like i don't know where it's set but like somewhere in the south alabama yeah. Yeah, yes. Alabama. Uh, yeah, it feels like you're just watching uh, Alabama shot in 2003 with like that mm. kind of grainy, not great <laughs> camera aesthetic that yeah. movies from that era have. And then, but when it's when the uh, the the camera changes and the colors become real bright and the world becomes a bit too good. All those like stories and fairy tales have so much life and feel like the fairy tales they're supposed to be. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just the the way that those things blend together, it's it's very it's very well handled. Um, yeah, and I think the I think the actors in this movie sell it. Um, I think Ian McGregor is a, uh, he's fantastic as I think he is in everything. Um, but I, he really, uh, astonishes me in this yeah. one. Um, he's, he's just yeah. incredibly charming. It's all in like the eyes and the smile. It's just like, you just want to see him smile and be happy mm-hmm. and just walk around and see the world. It's, it's so 
he makes it feel so exciting in a mm -hmm. way that like uh not a lot of actors have like that charisma to make to make the, that work yeah yes and he captures this sort of this 1950s to 60s image of you know what a what a what a man is supposed to be <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, and what a southern man is supposed to be and how they're supposed to act uh from you know all sorts of posters and things that from other movies um and this sort of uh charm um he, but there's also this sense of like a real person underneath all of that um you know when he says you know i would very much like to not be eaten <laughs> uh, and things like that <laughs> yeah um so yeah there's just this there's a there's a balancing act going on there and i don't think he ever i don't think he ever loses it um yeah and i think that you believe for a majority of the movie i think that him and albert finney are the same character for me in the beginning it was a little bit you know wishy for me but as yeah. albert finney is on the screen longer i really started to believe that they were the same person. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it uh, shows. It's like he's the version of Albert Finney he wants to remember himself as. You yeah. know, it, it feels like he's the version of, his, in, of himself in his stories in a mm -hmm. way that I think just really resonates as yeah. that same, like that same smile and that, those same eyes, that, that same life in the eyes. I think it's very important for when you're casting two people as one older and one younger. And I feel like they, they just nailed that just sharing the same mm -hmm. core. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and also I think it does help when um, I think it's uh, Helena Bonham Carter, when she starts telling her stories from her perspective, yeah. And you sort of get this mix. You get a sense of somebody else saying, well, this is what he was like, and this is how he treated me. Um, and some of that's still in there. Some of that sort of charm is still there. But there is, there, there is again, more of a sense of like a reality to this person that is closer to Albert Finney. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's really well handled in that way. Um, and it, whenever a character, whenever you have sort of a, the storyfied version of that character versus the real person um it always works that the way that the sort of real version is introduced uh they never feel like they're completely undercutting the story that was told uh when we actually meet carl the giant yeah <laughs> uh it, it works the uh, the way that he's sort of introduced on screen um and Carl the Giant is amazing also, just to say, like, it's very yeah. clearly sort of that Lord of the Rings thing that they were doing in the early movies. Um, but it, it just, it, it just, it sells. Um, and I love these sort of Danny DeVito next to the guy who's tall, and then how much taller Carl is than that guy. Um, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just great film craft there in this movie um, on this Sort of the height yeah. of practical effects before practical effects really just like <laughs> ended very soon after. Um, so yeah. And Steve Buscemi is just great. <laughs> I love when he shows up in like a secondary tertiary role like that. Makes mm. scenes he's in so much fun, like as a bad poet when they're robbing the bank. It's just like he they make such a good pair i just want to watch their adventures together <laughs> mm, yes because of him this movie and because of ian mcgregor for other reasons yeah. it did feel like a coen brothers movie um in a lot of places but i, I think that worked i think it, yeah. it it i think it's because it's about the south and it's it's got this sort of uh american folktale type aspect to it which is a lot of what the coens do um, and, uh, yeah, it makes me think, well, why couldn't he do more movies where he's, <laughs> where he's just doing the Coens? Um, cause, uh, I think it really fits with 
Burton. I think he has a similar sensibility um, in certain places. Uh, and again, I, I, I don't think the Coens, they're never mean to their characters either, really. Um, they might, you know, make them out to be very ridiculous, but there's never a sense of uh, hatred towards most of their characters. I think the biggest exception would be Burn After Reading, where it's very clear that they hate some of those people. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but I'm sure there was some larger... Mm. I feel like there's there. so um, much small moments that I just love and that make me just resonate. When the, the first time he sees... Uh, uh, he sees the woman he's gonna marry and he's like when you see the woman when you're gonna marry the time stops and then time stops for real and then it just fast forwards and she's gone it's such a good moment that gives like i don't know it's it it feels like a storybook moment but at the same time it feels so uh it feels so close to the emotion he had at that moment and how it felt to him yeah. you know it's like it's like the the one moment where fantasy and reality feel the closest for me and uh where, where i started like really getting what this those stories are because i can believe like getting your breath taken away by seeing someone and then just that person disappears and thinking about them again and again it's just it's something that that resonates with me really well yeah i think that it's very easy to sort of it's very easy to to sort of live in that moment um yeah. the way that it's set up um yeah yeah um yeah hmm. other scenes i uh, want to mention that are maybe not not as uh, profound but like some stuff again I, I think the for me i mentioned the princess bride before but i feel like that scene with the giant is just like straight up mm -hmm. the princess bride when it they're is. talking next is. to the cave it's like it feels like taken out of that movie and it it give gives the movie tone and like you're like oh yeah it can be both that kind of movie and that kind of movie and i it just makes it way better also, the scene where he's uh, parachuting in uh, Vietnam, or Korea, uh, or Korea, Korea or China. I'm not. I wasn't sure. I was watching with subtitles, and it said speaking in Chinese. Oh, so yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But um, when yeah. he's just like fighting on top of the thing, it just like in my head, I was just thinking about that scene in the opera in Rogue Nation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely it, yeah um and i love that like he in that in that story he's an action hero who yeah. is like just one second guys and then he turns the light off <laughs> and you get all these you know i'm I surprised it wasn't like a comic book and there wasn't pow signs on yeah exactly because um, <laughs> you have the sound like <laughs> Yeah, um, but it's it's and that that's it's really really good and you know light turns on and the room is all you know everywhere, um, but that stuff's just really really solid. Um, yeah, and uh, I love I love that he convinces one of the things he does to convince the girls to help him is he's like I I know a very big man that can <laughs> that can handle both of you. Um, uh, yeah, um, and I, you know. It took us two years and many boats and going to Cuba from Russia. And uh, yeah, that was a lot of that stuff is just, it's very funny. Um, but it, it also, it also works. You feel like there's some truth to some of it. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Never mind. No, I was just um, going to say every, every fictional story when it's paired with like the real life element when you see like the letters and you see like the mm. that they, they actually thought he was dead and when like other people are talking about those events it, i just think it pairs so well and it gives like mm. I, I think the the movie couldn't could have like really not work and felt like you're watching like two different things but it feels like you're just watching albert finney's edward bloom's stories 
intersected with his the end of his life and it's just like I, I, I think the whole thing has like great cohesion and makes for a great story yeah and uh, I feel like the one person we should mention is Billy Crudup um, I, yeah. I think he's great in this movie but and it's very it would be very easy to overlook him because he is he's very understated um he it's not a big performance in a movie full of big performances um but he he really he grounds the reality of the movie um but when we get to sort of the end where he's <clears throat> he's grown up enough and accepted who Albert Finney is enough to sort of just like go along with it and be okay with how things are. Um, yeah. It seems. Uh, so when he starts playing along with the story and you see the storyfied version alongside the reality, it just works. Um, it works really well. And it was very yeah. touching watching it this uh, time around. Tears falling down my face. Like I couldn't control myself. Like when everyone mm. shows up, it's like I couldn't. It's so. Yeah so emotional and it's all built up to that scene and then again after the funeral and watching all those people that you've heard stories about watching their real selves and yeah the ending of this movie is so emotional <laughs> i cried a bunch yeah it's punctuated by all these other little scenes that come by i mentioned before jessica lang and albert finney in the tub like yeah. little stuff like that pops up um and it just it just works um uh marion cotillard uh, a famous uh, uh conspiracy theorist and, and actress <laughs> um <laughs> uh, she's great in this um yeah and i think this is where i first saw her in anything um which I didn't realize till rewatching this. Um, but she's she's fantastic, and again, her relationship with Billy Crudup is very believable. Um, you really believe that they enjoy each other's presence, um, and yeah, like I think all the relationships yeah. in this movie make sense. They just work. Actually, Tim Burton really good at doing two thirty year olds, two two people in their thirties in love. Between mm -hmm. that and Beetlejuice, it's just like really, just really believable couples and just good relationships. Um, yeah, uh, that's, I think that that's all there really is to say about this one. Um, uh, yeah, I, I guess. It, any, yeah, well, I think overall, um, what we out of those three movies is like. They're all about trying to. They're all about family fundamentally, yes. and just like either uniting as a family or fighting as a family or finding a family when you have none. It's all those, and I think that that theme is again as uh, where. Tim Burton is at his best because it feels like he's doing something he knows. And I, I wonder if if uh, if Tim Burton sees himself in Albert Finney telling stories about his life through his movies that aren't actually his life and that's the, the what he leaves on the world. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely I can see Tim Burton like relating to a lot of these characters um yeah. i don't know if he relates to beetlejuice but he probably relates a lot to alec baldwin yeah. um this nerd who builds models that <laughs> and nobody understands why he builds them um and so yeah he, and he definitely relates to ed and i think that that's it's spot on but i think he might relate to both uh uh, Albert Finney and Billy Crudup. I think he yeah. he's been and he feels both of those yeah. uh, those feelings. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if his father was uh, had a similar sort of relationship in some way. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Again, yeah, great, uh, great movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter is great, and it also uh, 
and the whole thing of you know she's the witch but she's also the little girl yeah um that that just worked and the way that they explain it in the movie well you can't be the witch well sometimes time is different when you're telling a story or something yeah. like that um it's and she's she is fantastic in every scene as yeah. as in the makeup as just a person in the world um yeah very believable yeah uh yeah Danny so DeVito I, I think also good <laughs> yes Danny also DeVito really yeah. He crushes it. <laughs> Have you heard of involuntary servitude? <laughs> uh, no. Um, <laughs> very good. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, watch all three of these movies, yeah. people. Listen, all, like all three um, are very fun and have very mm-hmm. serious themes, and manage to balance both in a in yes. a way that's like. A great accomplishment. It, I, I like now after watching those movies, I understand people really admire Tim Burton, and I do now. And I want to see something as good as those movies from him again. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's. I expected. I'll be honest. I expected to revisit two of these movies in specific and think that they would be a slog just because I don't know. I feel like serious movies are a lot of times they can be hard to watch, even if they're good. Um, and two of these movies are a little bit more serious, but there's still, there's still a joy in watching them. Um, and that's something that I really appreciate. And I'm like, I want, Burton to do it again. Like I really want the Burton that I saw in these three movies to to come back. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just great work on all three of them. And if if any of you watch even two of these three movies for the first time, um, you're you're, you're gonna have a good night. So yeah, yeah. Go, go go do great that. Night even. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And if you somehow have the endurance to watch all all three. <laughs> for six hours um do that as well um so yeah yeah, yeah. uh now, i think that we I... i think we can wrap uh yeah unless yeah so uh, i, guess no, I was gonna say i want to watch uh, edward that's one i haven't seen and that's one that's like also that's probably the the one people call the most tim Burton tim Burton film so i, I want to see where that goes and also batman yeah. i've never seen batman <laughs> Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, those movies are they're interesting. Um yeah. Edward Scissorhands in particular is very it's very interesting. Um yeah. yeah. Uh so um I think that's that's a good place yeah. to end. And I, I think we should revisit Tim Burton again at some point. Maybe we'll do an episode of three of his worst movies. No, that's not that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> when he makes a good movie, we'll make an episode with like the good movie and maybe two bad ones. Yeah, we'll watch Sweeney Todd, which yeah. I love. I love oh, yeah. Sweeney Todd, so that one's a that one might be bad, but I still love it. So uh, we'll see. Mm. Um, I feel like he's done all of it. I think he has some that are bad, but I still enjoy them. So that yeah. that could be the next episode yeah. um, okay. that we. So, yeah. Do you want to do your plugs before we My yeah, no. Fast as usual. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Isayer. Uh I'd like to review every movie that I watch. Also, I'll give a plug to something else. Go read uh, Tayo's piece on Captain Marvel on losharo.wordpress.com. Uh, Tayo is great at like writing about um, movies in a very... Uh, social conscious way and getting making the issues feel very uh very just understandable to anyone so go read that piece it's great uh yeah read read the site in general please yeah um <laughs> uh, don't just listen to this to the show although i appreciate Yes. listening to the show um <laughs> uh and I, I mean on that note uh uh Steph, or not stephanie mabel uh mabel has been writing uh again <laughs> uh for the first time it might seem like uh, so go go read some of her stuff because uh she's uh, she's on a roll 
so yeah, do that. Uh, listen to my other shows. You, I assume you all listen to the Phantom Zone in some way, so continue doing that. Uh, and uh, listen to Monster Mash, which should have an episode out on Sunday. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. <laughs> uh, um, what did you tell me about like herding cats? Uh, <laughs> I didn't say that. I never said that about my co-hosts. Yes, I did. Um, yes. Uh, so uh, listen to that and back episodes of Monster Match. Um, yeah. Uh, so this has been the Lost Horror Podcast. And uh, bye. Fuck Peter Farrelly. <laughs> <laughs>